And now, a real look inside the tattoo parlor and the people who make it up. Just thinking because you can pick up a brush and put paint on it and then put it on a piece of whatever, that doesn't make you an artist. The stories behind the ink. And you're like, well, what do you want? And they're like, I don't know. Is there something you've been wanting to do lately? This is the Illustrated Conversation with Casey Baldwin of Bold and Brave Tattoo, League City, Texas. He's <laughs> already frustrated. <laughs> Check out the ink at boldandbravetattoo.com. The Illustrated Conversation with your host, Casey Baldwin. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Illustrated Conversation. Today I got Chuck Jones with me. What's up, dude? I'm all right. Chuck Jones used to uh, work with me over at Bold and Brave, but now he works at Red Dagger Tattoo. I'm happy for him. That place is awesome. I know, man. I know, we miss you. But uh, I'm glad to see you over there. I still miss you. It could have been a a bunch of other shops. I'd have been like, I don't know if that was the right move. I wouldn't have left it. But I was happy for you to go to Red Dagger, man. I like those guys. They're like, they... Everyone over there is super solid. So. Yes. How you like it over there? I love it. I'm yeah. making it work. I like, and it's just like the talent level there. It's just kind of like I got to be there, and I kind of got to learn as much as I can while I'm there. Yeah. If possible. Yeah. They all push you pretty hard. Nah. It's like playful there, too. But then Aaron, like, he comes and watches me, and it makes me feel like yeah. I need to I need to be on my keys and cues, and I'll, I'll knock my, my ink over somehow. Yeah. Just because he's there standing watching me. It's all right. <laughs> he still looks. I could me. imagine. So who's all there right now? It's Ringo Leon, Stephen Compton. Um, oh, I thought Steve, Steven's, he didn't go to the second location? No, that oh, okay. Sean, Abel, and Candice, and oh, Bobby okay. went Bobby to the second Warmer, location. Okay. And then it's Aaron Springs, and Bobby McCormick, and then me. Oh, okay, cool. I uh, Bobby McCormick probably doesn't remember this, but he was getting tattooed at the back room when I worked there. <laughs> this was before he started tattooing. He oh, was getting a... He's got like a huge chess piece by Ricky, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. By Ricky. He has a lot of pieces by Ricky, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he was getting all those when I worked with him. But I haven't seen him since. I'll tell him to come by. So uh, give me a little background, man. Where Are you from Galveston? Yeah, I'm originally from Galveston. I ended up moving to Maryland, and I, uh, my family's all here. So after I graduated high school, I came to visit and actually ended up getting stuck here. And I'm... Basically, wasn't I would if I would have went back, I would have been in the Marines. But I oh. came back to get a small job, and I end up tattooing after. Why college. would you have been in the Marines? I lived on Fort Meade. I was uh, like, like actually, the only thing to do. When I moved, I lived with my aunt, who's in the Air Force. So I literally was setting my life up to be in the military. Yeah. And now that, in retrospect, I would not be a good Marine. I'm glad you dodged that, dodged that bullet. A literal bullet, probably. <laughs> you know, a lot of my friends joined the military, man, and I was one of the few that didn't, man. But uh, we have talent. We don't have to do that. Yeah, but joking. shit, they got. They're getting paid now. I'm too you know, selfish to fight for good, this country. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that too. Like I feel I, brave, but not like that's pretty brave. I'm brave, know. brave, but I'm doing unseen <laughs> battles that no one knows about. Brave. <laughs> yeah, my battles in my head. You know what I mean? They're like getting <laughs> hey, in a plane and loading up guns. If you're not fighting mental illness, you, I'm saving the world. Y'all don't even know. Yeah, I'm just joking. Yeah. no, it's true. It's true. I, I hear that shit. So, how'd you even get into tattooing? My friends were always, like, I was in college, and I worked retail, JCPenney's for years, so people actually What'd you do there? Everything. Everything. (laughs) When you work retail, you- Fold clothes? I was the manager of the store, but I didn't get paid for it. Did you fold clothes? I didn't like folding clothes. The people that were lesser than me, I would make them fold clothes. I've always wondered if the people that fold clothes at, like, JCPenney's and stuff fold their clothes that way at home. 
No, but when I go in the stores these days, I if I see clothes on, I would I'd be in people in stores. I actually you don't have to do that, sir. If I touch it, it's getting folded back. If I see it next to oh, it, really? oh really? Okay, see, I don't I don't know how to fold shit. So like I go and you, I, I mess it all up. When you retail at the first two years, you get a folding table. You get a little yeah, uh, device that yeah. folds, and after two years, you just You're it's just ingrained in your soul. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't undo it. So, so what's go, the what's the uh, is it wrong for me to do that? Yeah, I mean, it yeah. is. Yeah, how, but I don't know how to fold, man. You know how much they get paid? Just do it. But how do I do it? Even if you try to do it, just as long do my as best I can and just put yeah, it back up there. Because as long as it's in there slotted correctly, someone's gonna fuck it up anyway. You gotta fold it. That's why it's an infinite job. And the older people would get fired from the job, and I'd have to see my manager. They're like, Chuck, Charlotte's not working out. Does that mean I have to fire her? And I'm that's not my job. <laughs> but because she's older, we know we can hire a high school kid yeah, for a dollar less. Yeah. And voila. And the older people yeah. are only asking for more money. I'm like, dang it. I'm gonna start doing it. that now, man, because I feel every time I feel bad, man. But you I'm should. just like, oh, it's always like so neatly folded. But I'm like, I gotta see like what it looks like unfolded. Oh, you can never do it like the the, the little foldy thing. No, no human can do that. But just put it back nicely. Yeah, you grab it by the shoulders, you fold it in with your pinkies, and it's you gotta learn. You gotta go work at a retail job. <laughs> man, maybe, why don't you just give me a folding class? <laughs> no, it's my actually, wife would probably really appreciate. When that. you do it for years, it's scary. It's like I do stuff in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, when I worked in the restaurant business, we had to roll silverware. Yeah, you and know. And it's not, that's not, I'm not saying that's as complicated as like folding a shirt nicely. I don't know how to do that. But if there's a thing, like, yeah, you. it's like a certain thing. And like, after five years of working there, you do it. People would pay me to do it because I could do it so fast, you know? Yeah, that's scary. Like, I was a bus boy and the waiters would pay me because I could I could roll everybody's silverware. And they had, you know, waiters, they'd have to, the product criteria is like, roll 50 silverware before you leave. Yeah, my you manager's know? not giving me more money. She yeah. asked me to take out my piercings two years in. I was like, Pam, we're not doing this. And she's like, but Chuck, we have a new management now. How many piercings to, did you have then? This same? Almost the same amount. Really? I would have to tell people that we couldn't allow it. Because I was, I when the store You're opened. You're like grandfathered in. The store opened. We built the store from scratch. Yeah. Victory Lakes, but when it, before it had all the stores there. So it was like Walmart and JCPenney's was the first stores so like, oh, Chuck, we have new people, we have new management. I'm like, I'm management, Pam, I'm not taking it. And I didn't get my two next raises because of it. But, but you didn't right. lose your position. Oh, I left. Yeah. The, I got fired because I went off on all my managers for locking me yeah. in the store on Black, Black Friday. I told them not to lock me in the store. That's How they it. lock you in? Well, they they didn't, they locked me. They, I they was locked in, people out. I'm in the front end. Yeah. At midnight when the store closes, because it's Black Friday, we worked. I worked a double that day, by the way. So I came in at 10 a.m. and I didn't get off until midnight. So like, I'm like, okay, it's Black. What time Friday. did the store open on Black Friday? It, it's early. If yeah. They open like so. You were second shift. They open at 9 a.m. I think 10 9 a.m. Oh, okay. But we come in so because open. we got to open up and clean up and stuff. Oh, okay. Get ready. So shit like, opens at like 1 a.m. now. Yeah. For but Black it's, Friday. JCPenney's is a department store yeah. though. So I'm saying like, no, I'm not staying. I'm not. I'm not working. Like Pam, my manager was out of town. I talked to her though. So I'm like, I'm not staying. But the other ma- there's ten managers in the department store for every department. Like men's, yeah, home, women's, women's bras, women's panties are separate for some reason. A manager of women's bras. I'm, I was yeah. the only boy in women's department, so I feel like they take advantage of me. But I can't go in the dressing rooms unless someone. Shits on the clothes and right. Chuck, we have a cleanup. I'm like, oh, so I got to clean up shit. Oh, I can go in there now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I got to throw it in their faces, but I told them not to lock me in the store. I'm like, I worked a double. I'm not going to stay past this time. I'll work a double though. So 
Sandy, my favorite manager in the store, men's department, she locks the door, she makes the call. I walk to the back of my little money bag, I close the store down, I'm walking back there, I'm like, I don't see nobody except for the workers. I'm walking, took the money back to the cash lady, walking, where's the manager? So I oh, because everybody's still there cleaning up. Yeah, but I, I right, agree. Right, but you, you said I'll stay, but I ain't staying to clean up. Yeah, Okay. because so, I know how that's going right, to go. Right, right. You're going to be there for three hours. Right, exactly. And I was already there for way more. So I find the managers an hour later in the home department freight room where the truck drops off the stuff. They're not helping. They're just chilling. They're not in the main office yeah. or the they're lounge hiding. area. Yeah, they're, they're hiding, hiding from me. Yeah. So but when I found them, I was already I was already you're angry. Pissed. When you're walking around the you're department You're seeing red store, at this point already. Yeah, if you walk around twice, you already walked a mile in oh, yeah. real life. So oh. like I'm walking around, didn't find them. And by the time I found them, I was just, my pent up animosity was cussing everybody out already. So just like I said all the shit. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say in real life, if you walked the store twice, you walked a mile? Yeah. It's a big store. So, like, people go in there, you get real exercise in the mall. If you walk a circle around a mall, you already walk almost a mile, a full mile. Not even going into a store, just walking the yeah, mall. Yeah, but our JC Pennies, if you walk around the whole store, right, it's right, like right. if you run laps at a, a track place, yeah. it's kind of like that. But you got to think about it in terms of that. But usually you're shopping, so you're not getting yeah. the full tired out. But I was looking for the manager. But you're so still on your stuff. feet. Well, I worked yeah. all day. So well, I'm just saying for the customer, like... <laughs> Don't talk to them. People say they don't get exercise, but if you go to the mall, you're walking three miles right off the bat. Yeah, it depends on what you. I was doing every like I was the janitor, the clerk, yeah. the manager. Well, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about yeah. people who say they don't exercise, but they go shopping all the time. I, I would have never thought I would attract a mile in JC Penney's if I was looking, because I get yeah. I get in there and I wander off, and then I have to go look for my wife, and before I find her, I've already walked the store three times. Basically, you know what I mean. So <laughs> like, just well, shit, on I the just walked two miles. And so I find so, them, right. <laughs> I cuss them all out, all, there was five that day. And of course they call my manager on her vacation and she's like, Chuck, it'll be fine, just let them, let them whatever. And then I cussed out my favorite manager. She's like, and I, they used me for four days the whole weekend until Black Friday was over. So the middle of the week, all the way to that Monday, they called me to the front and I was too scared. So I like, I know what this is about. And I left, I didn't even talk to, I just left, I went home. And they called me. They're like, Chuck, I can already tell you knew what this was about. When they call you on the intercom, like, they called me calmly. I yeah. knew it was, I was getting fired. Yeah. So, nah, I'll just go home. And they, they told me, like, Chuck, we have your check here. Oh, you, I, I came to get my check. And when I came there, they had paperwork. Do you understand why you were let go of? I'm like, I'm not signing uh, that. They already had it ready. I'm like, I'm not signing. I know how this works. I'm not signing that. So instead of getting my check, they're like, oh, we'll, we'll mail your check to you. I'll sell Austin that. Yeah, I'm wasting my time. I didn't get the check for six months. What? <laughs> my final check. And it's your final check is the combined of your previous check. Yeah. And the check you're supposed to get, but I didn't show up. So the work, the, the odd days that I work, it would be a big check because it would be combined. And what would they make? I mean, what, what would have happened if you'd have signed that? Uh, no you unemployment. Wouldn't be, you wouldn't have been no, able to get any benefit. Okay. I might not have gotten my last check because they, they're not obligated to give it to you. If, like my double time right. for working Black Friday or all those days overtime and stuff. Yeah. If you sign up, you understanding what you did, basically those days that they kept me could have probably been void. Uh, but I was like, no, I didn't sign anything. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. you definitely wouldn't get unemployment or anything. I didn't even file for it anyway. But Right. I got a job that same week. I'm really good about getting a job somehow. I was like, they, so they where'd you me. go after that? I was at Mod, my favorite job probably to date. Mod. It was a, a coffee shop in Galveston. Okay. Being where, a barista. Where was that at? Galveston Is it still there? Strand. Uh huh. Yeah. It's been there for. It's on the strand. Fifteen years. Uh huh. <laughs> there. It's not all on the, time. the direct strand. It's on post office right next. Oh yeah. 
So it's kind of cool. It's like a local shop. I'm well taken care of. Job security. I didn't even look for my paycheck. I was the tips alone was yeah. me paying all my bills. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I day. get a paycheck too. It's like as long as you treat people good, they'll tip you. Yeah, so a coffee shop. Yeah. And they didn't care about your piercings. No. That's why it's just like a perfect fit job. And it's like people would actually come in and care about my day and what I was doing. Yeah. And I draw pictures on their coffee. So it kind of just goes. And I, <laughs> That's like how I, you got your tips, dude. Yeah. And they did gallery shows next door with paintings. So I yeah. actually could like paint and have a gallery show and work the art walks. Oh, cool. So it's kind of like I would do a duel of me, my art, and my me being a barista. And I yeah. sold more because people knew me. Yep. And then it led into tattooing eventually. How? <laughs> Well, like letting to let me into getting into a shop because I like just talk to people. Oh, yeah, okay. I was already tattooing like kind of off and on, like not. What, made, what like what, what was the transition though? Uh, it was really hard for me to get my foot in the door in the shop. People were like, but what? At what point were you like, fuck making coffee? I want a tattoo. I didn't do that. My uh, the sh- a shop that I had already talked to was like, oh, Chuck, we don't have a spot here. We don't know. We don't want... Like, so you were just looking for another job. I was like, oh, I can draw. My mom's, a, uh, my mom's a postal worker. Okay. So I had, years before this, I had talked to Greg Bota at, like, the tattoo corner. Uh-huh. And my current boss, the one I left from the tattoo shop I was at for seven years, he worked there, too, as an artist. And I, my mom's a male lady. She dropped off the mail. My mom's flirty. She talked to him too long. And basically, she's like, my, my son does tattoos sometimes out of our garage or my bed room or whatever she says she's like well they said they, they might Who, consider it you you're skipping a point what when did you do your first tattoo I, oh no i was fresh out of high school ready to go oh, so this was before jc penny and all that yeah oh I was okay, like, okay i was okay. delving I, okay i was like fresh out of, people had told me you can draw dude i wasn't you a should good, tattoo yeah i wasn't yeah. a good tattoo we're not right. gonna i don't know how okay far okay I've come. i missed that whole i missed that whole thing yeah okay. so my mom got me the job at the shop because chana was there the first time were Greg you still tattooing there. through all the, like jc penny and uh, mod bear like i would just do tattoos if i was like just randomly yeah yeah it wasn't like people i was the hood tattoo. You Guy. You weren't worried about getting paid for it. Yeah, yeah, I had a job. Yeah, I was the hood guy that everyone knew about. They called me Big Homie, but Big Homie actually existed, and people just got us confused. And he was shorter than me, which is weird. <laughs> it was weird. People still to this day call me Big Homie, and I don't like it. It freaks me out. Really? Just because it stuck? It, it. It. I don't know why it stuck. I was the hood tattoo guy. Because the first name always sticks. My name the wasn't first, ever Big Homie. But the, it's the nickname. <laughs> I, I met him once and he was like tiny short guy and he's still <laughs> big well, homie. Some, some asshole called you that in the very beginning. Well, no, he's just like <laughs> another stuff. like another guy that tattoos out of his house. It just is what it is. Yeah. And uh, I was the other guy. Okay. And we we're just both so happened to be black in the same neighborhood somewhere in that vicinity. And we both got the same nickname. It's like, yeah. oh, and then people would come to my house like, who are you? I'm like, you came to my house. What are you talking about? I thought you came to get a tattoo. Like, you're not big homie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It got weird. It got, and that's when my mom was like, you can't do this no more. My friend got caught smoking weed on the side of the house, and my mom withheld him, which is probably against the law because he was a child. And my mom's like, Man, your mom was strict, huh? She don't care. She knew his parents, of course. She's a male lady. She knows everybody. But like that was when I was in high school, like into high school. My mom's like, I was tattooing my friend. He's smoking weed on the side of the house on his break. My mom comes home. Uh, she catches him. She withheld him for a couple hours until his parents got off. Right, yeah. Like, like you, a real mother's supposed to do. It, I'm her kid. He's not her kid. And then I got to <laughs> deal with going to school with this guy. Like, Tuck's mom kidnapped me for a whole two hours. She cooked and everything. Like, he was like at our house. Like, I'm friends with him, but I wasn't that close with him. 
Yeah. Like, you smoke weed at our house, you get stuck here for life. Yeah. My mom's going to be. I bet his parents were pissed, too. Well, because, yeah, my mom told on his ass, and then I felt embarrassed. And then I had to see him for the rest of the school year. Thanks, Mom. It is what it is. <laughs> All right. We're on a break, man. We're going to catch this story when we come back. Check out Casey's work and the finest tattoo crew in League City at boldandbravetattoo.com. And follow us on Instagram. The Illustrated Conversation with your host, Casey Baldwin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're back. Uh, coffee. We left off at the coffee shop, so you're making coffee. Mm-hmm. And then what was your next step from there? I actually put in my two weeks when I thought... I don't think this is smart, but I thought for sure that I would be an okay tattooer, and I quit my day job literally to be all in as a tattooer. Without a place to work? Yes. The shop that I got my first job at, I stayed there for a month for an apprenticeship and quit. Like, no, it was just Uh bad. So it was like, stuff wasn't going my way, I quit instantly. So a month, and one of the guys that works there opens up his own shop maybe a few, uh, while I was at the coffee shop. So before I was going to go off to school, which I was going to move back to Maryland with my aunt, and she lived on a military base, so I wouldn't have to have bills taken care of. And so basically, I quit my job. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a full-time student. I'm going to go live under my aunt's house. All bills paid. I'd be all right. Yeah. And my boss calls me. He's like, fuck, you can come tattoo here. I need somebody. At least you can draw. You can handle little stuff and take walk a little tiny walk and stuff like that. And I end up being like the main artist there. So it's kind of like, it's just weird how it transformed itself. Wow, so it was fucking super quick. Yeah, and I didn't even go. I went to school still, but I didn't go to, like, the school I wanted. And I just basically went to tattooing full-time. Yeah, that's how it kind of happened to me. But my boss, he's been tattooing in Galveston for so 24 years. So I think I only got good because... Chano? Yeah. So I only got good because it was literally me and him working there. And it's like I was his first employee ever. So it's kind of like I had to work out. And him... Being a better artist, people would come in and like, oh, that's your apprentice. I'm like, no, I'm not the apprentice at a certain point. <laughs> yeah. It's like at a certain point. anymore. Yeah, yeah. it's like I was trying to prove something. Like, I'm not the apprentice. They just see me not doing anything. So right. it kind of made me get better quicker. Yeah. So it's kind of like I just took as many walk-ins. Galveston's good about, like, people just coming from everywhere. That's why I'm so versatile. It's like I literally had to tattoo every style. Yeah. Honest, I had to do it if it walked in. He was not about leave, letting money walk out the door. Yeah. Well, it's like your style. Uh, how would you even classify your style now? I don't think I I want to say I have. People always tell me that, that they see my tattoos. They know it's done by me. Yeah. Well, definitely. Of, it's it's your work. Yeah. But if I, you had to put yourself into a slot, what, what slot would it be? My thing is, like, I, I try to be open to people's stuff. I don't like doing certain styles. If I had to pick my styles, my preferred styles would be traditional, neo-traditional, or color realism. And I have a color deficiency, so that's all weird altogether. What are you colorblind? No, I just can't differentiate blue and purple, and then red and green sometimes. And that's yeah. not all the time. It depends on the hue too. So it's like as long as I pour the colors, I'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, it's just yeah. I think my dad's like that. I knew a graffiti artist that was like that too. But uh, and I would always be like, how'd you come up with that color scheme? Yeah, it, yeah, but it, it would look really cool. And he's like, well, I don't even me. know what it looks it like. It works. Yeah. It works. But like it just like I, I I had to be so versatile and had to pick up on every style. We had a book on everything, so like I like traditional Japanese more than any style. Yeah. But people don't want that all the time. No. So it's like no, I, I literally my black and gray skills are actually kind of decent. I just do that. I've done that. I started off black and gray because my color deficiency, and I ended up in color somehow. And so like people literally come to me for everything, or like when people come into Red Dagger, they're like. 
oh, can I do this? And no one will be able to get to it. And I'll schedule them appointment because I can. I'm literally versatile enough to pick right. up most, right. pick up wherever. Yeah. Well, that's. I think that's super important. Well, it's kept me job security. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, eventually, if you want to be that artist that only does exactly what they want to do, I mean. I would all like for to be it. That. You know what I mean? All for it. I want to be one styler. Yeah. But you got to know, man, Ed Hardy said this one time. It's really important for the client to push the artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're only accepting things that you think are within your threshold, then you're really not getting any better. I tell people, like... You're getting better at that thing you're doing. Yeah, I was I talking to an artist in Houston, and I was, I was telling him about, like... He was like scared to do the portrait. I'm like, you do the style that you do so well. I feel like if you just try to do the portrait, mm-hmm. I didn't know I could do portraits until right. I actually messed up one and learned from it. You right. gotta fuck up, and it, yeah. it. I hate to say that out loud, but you have to. You're not gonna get anywhere unless you're willing to fuck up to get to where you need to be, or willing to try to like. You're not gonna just know how to do portraits. You're gonna try by error. Yeah. You're gonna kind of like, okay, this is what I did wrong on this one, or maybe you figure out, okay, this is bad. I don't need to do this no more. But like, I've always had been in a position like I can't. I either can try it and fail, but then I'd be like, I can't fail. This is on someone's skin, so it makes me do that much better. Yeah. But that's I, not for everybody. But so. I, I do that with like anytime I get tattooed by somebody that like I really look up to. Yeah. I like for example, the first time I got I got tattooed by Greg Christian at uh, the Star of Texas convention in Austin. And at that time, as far as Instagram was concerned, he was like really known for these crazy dragon heads. Mm-hmm. He did these amazing dragon heads, traditional, you know what I mean? But it's like it's like all he was doing, it's like all people were asking him for. So like I got tattooed by him and asked him to do a swallow because I haven't seen him do one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But he was really pumped on it. You know what I mean? It was refreshing to him. And he did an amazing, it's one of my favorite tattoos. It was beautiful. And then I did the same thing to Ben Siebert a couple years ago because he, he like has a traditional background, but he really made his like huge transition into what he's doing now through like Western Japanese. You know what I mean? Like he does more Japanese stuff. Like right before he tattooed me, he had done this like awesome tiger on this dude's arm that was amazing. Yeah. And then I come to him and said, "Hey, I want a heart and a swallow, traditional style." You know it's, what I mean? It's, and uh, he was like, "Okay," you know. But he did a fucking awesome. Like it was awesome, and I could tell he was having fun doing it. You know what I yeah. mean? But I think it's important to like, as clients, to push your artists. You know, but the artist will know its boundaries too. You know what I'm saying? Like if I yeah. went to either one of those guys and was like, "Hey, listen, I want a portrait of my little girl," they both would have told me no. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. I think that's really important, man, and I think that's good that you're still open to that. You know, what I, I mean? well, I'm also getting to the point where I think it's also important for the client to do their own research. People are said coming to me yeah. like, "Oh, you don't want to do my tattoo? Who should I go to do?" First of all, I personally won't out, get a, yeah. I won't get tattooed by someone I don't vibe with. I right. talk to people before I ever even get tattooed by them, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna know you before we even get started, and it's just like. I do my own research. I kind of know. I like. I'll know if you can tattoo my skin type. I'll know if you can. You're gonna be cool if you talk or if you don't talk. Stuff like that. Or if you let me drink. It's like I right. prefer to be. Do you ask all those questions before you get tattooed. I talk to the person, meet them, we're friends, and then we get tattooed. Really? <laughs> it's weird. You never just like set up an appointment through email and was like just met them for. The f- I've never did an email tattoo before. Oh yeah. And I th- I think it's important. I'm the only person at Red Dagger that has their personal cell phone out there for people to talk to. Yeah. But also on the side note, people come to the shop. 
I need to talk to Aaron and Aaron's in Aaron's out of town or Aaron like it's just kind of crazy that like you're like you, they don't even know where to start and I feel crazy sending them off I'm like did you email them I emailed them four times I'm like it's just a disconnect I'm like I'm sorry I don't know what to tell you and they're just sitting there I'm like you can and leave you can't you can't be the mediator between them two. I don't want to talk to them further because I don't want to say anything that's going to piss them off or I don't right. want to like try to steal them or anything right, like, right, I, right. like just keep emailing him he's a busy man just be patient because if you really want a tattoo by him you'll get no, tattooed by him his yeah. customers a lot of the customers that come in there they they talk to him and they're like oh I emailed him an hour ago I'm like give him some time <laughs> he has a life he has or a, even a day or two days they like have families you know <laughs> yeah like, sometimes it takes me like dude I'll go back you know and find emails I hadn't responded to a week ago or even further you know what I mean and I'm like oh geez my customers like they note to me that they say like well they'll, they'll go fishing for another artist and they, they end up backing me they're like Chuck there's, they didn't talk they didn't take no shots to me they didn't I'm like bitch I conditioned you yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you can go anywhere you want in the world but like don't come don't back here complaining get, yeah, yeah. It's, but they come back and they're saying like it's very different and it's yeah. good that every artist is different, but like mm-hmm. I've established something in them that I kind of think it's refreshing. Yeah, it's that not, they can not only me. do you good tattoos, but you're somebody that they can be comfortable with. Yeah, and Galveston, my, I do consults in Galveston, so I don't have to drive to Red Dagger and do a consult. I yeah. just do them. And the last few weeks, I've been at people's houses. They cook for me. Their wife is like cooking. I'm like, she didn't have to do the tablet. didn't have to do that. And he's like, no, Chuck. And he made like he made me a um a old fashioned. And a Sazerac. I'm like, how do you? Those are good a, drinks. Both exactly. of those are good drinks. I was like, what? Are, he's like, I'm not paying for drinks if I can just make them myself. So mm-hmm. I just did my research and made them myself. I'm like, shoot, me, me and Crystal, me and my wife went out to uh, Anvil, which is an amazing bar. I'm not like talking down. Yeah. But um, we had two drinks each. And it was a hundred bucks. That's what you were saying. Yeah. But they were really good drinks. But yeah. shoot, I feel I feel the same way. If I knew how to make them at home. Yeah. They're really cool. And it's, so if you know somebody that can do that, man, yeah. that's a good, that's well, a good it's person good that to know. My customers are so close to me that they would talk to me about anything for one thing, which is crazy. But they invite me to their house. Like, you don't have to invite me to your house. That's You don't have to. Right. We could have went at Starbucks. And then it, to feed you. To, I mean. No, that was like. They're getting to your like, heart. You're not getting a discount. <laughs> well, it might not be that, man. Some people are just like. I know. Man. They're just. All my customers are just. It's an island thing. Like, they're just really genuine. Like, you didn't yeah. have to. It's a consultation. You don't got to. Oh, but making me Sazerac's is only going to make me want to come all the time. And I've been to their house three times now. Yeah. It's kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can always tell with my clients who's genuine and who's not, you know. I think and, we uh, attract the people that we. Because I attract a lot of the people that are. Mm-hmm. People I would actually hang with. It's rare that I attract people, like, and they just have to be referred to me. And at that point, it's like, I don't care how you are. I just prefer to get a good tattoo. So that's right. a good thing, too. So. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because I've, like, I've told clients, like, good clients of mine, like, hey, man, maybe you want to go try this guy for this tattoo. And they're like, they just really want me to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm people, like. People can fuse that, though, because I say I don't want, I don't do, I do tribal and I do lettering, but I will tell you in a heartbeat that I'm not doing it. Right, and I only do it when people grant, like when if they've people. been tattooed. By when it's your people, yeah. but when their kids are getting their first tattoo, I want this ninety-page script out of yeah. the Bible. I'm like, I don't want to do that, and I do it anyway, like an idiot. Right, but it's like, but sometimes it's it's beneficial to you because you're taking care of the people that have know, been taking care of you. You know what they tell me? Like, I don't. I looked at all these artists in the area, and I just don't like any of their work. I'm like, that's a lie. I've, there's plenty of beautiful artists in this area that do beautiful work. 
but and they they just want me to do it. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of cool that they just yeah. really want me to do it. And then like, well, look, they'll compile a text message of all the lettering I ever did in my tattoo career. Oh, yeah. Even the they'll mis- build a case against you. Even the misspelled ones. <laughs> I'm like, take that out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, look at all this shit you did. I'm like, it's all cool. I'm like, okay, I can do good lettering, but I don't like doing. It's like I can do cool tribal. Yeah. I don't want to be sitting there eight hours later on only black. That's just me though. So it just depends on the artist. Yeah, no, there are but tribal artists out there. I think every artist is a tribal artist. No, I think the only tribal artist is Leo Zuelda. I feel like and that's it. Tribal is like a grown ass man. I'm, I'm, I'm being macho type of. Th- I'm like the opposite of that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I fucking, I have a zone out on tribal man. I don't zone out. I, I, thought, I you know what I do for tribal <laughs> when I'm doing a big tribal piece, and I know I'm gonna be doing like three or four hours of tribal. I create the best pe- playlist I can think of. I'll spend an hour creating a, a playlist I can think of. I make sure I'm well stocked with whatever necessities I need, whether it be whiskey or, <laughs> you know what I mean? It has to be whiskey if I'm going to do it. Or smoke, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And uh, it's a meditation session for me, man. That's true. I, have- I, I put the lights down low. I tell my client to put headphones on if he doesn't like my music. But yeah. we ain't talking. And I'm just coloring in the lines. I'm not, it's I'm, easy. I don't have to think about whether I did the eyeball right or whether, you know true, what I'm saying? True. My rose looks like a cabbage. Or I'm opposite of that. I don't like simple tattoos. I am anti-simple tattoos. And people still try to dumb me down. to. This. It's like, if it's going to be simple, let's do traditional or let's do... Yeah. I don't want to do a simple... Like People opt out of color sometimes. They're like... Would it look good in black and gray? I'm like, this is not, you can't access that during your tattoo. We set it up for color, it's gonna be a color tattoo. But they'll wanna simplify it, like just right. get lines. I'm like, it can't be a portrait without just lines, or it can't be a portrait if it has lines at all, really, in my opinion. Yeah. It has to be a graphic or something. But yeah. they'll, they'll wanna just do the outline and minimal shading or no shading at all. I'm like, that's not real. We need to, we're gonna do the tattoo how it needed to be done. It's weird how, how people tell you they, they seek you out, like, Clients will tell me, yeah, man, I've been I've been following opposite. you forever. <laughs> I love your work. Can you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I get crazy I, shit. I, it's hard for me to, being a Red Dagger, too, I recently found that I'm in a situation I've never been in before. People were like, oh, I'm like in, in life, I don't like being a secondary to anybody. That's just my personality. People come in, they can't wait for their artist. Aaron's booked out to so-and-so. He can't do it. He didn't like my idea. Can't, I looked at your work. Can you do it? I'm like, oh, you're picking me as a secondary, and I'm just supposed to do it because I got free time? Yeah. Nah, you're going to schedule an appointment with me, too. So yeah. then I get <laughs> And I'm booked out just as far as Aaron. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, though. That's what makes it funny. I say, like, I'll take you, but it's going to be still be a couple weeks. It's just like that. I'm like, for one, you throw your artists under the bus. That's rude. Yeah. And they're not going to get it. Why are people willing to wait, man? I'm like, when I, I like when I worked at, before I worked at Boulder Mary, I'm, like, I'm getting tattooed by Casey. I don't know what it is. It somehow became a geisha with her titty out. I don't know how, why I needed that, but I did it. It's like, I, I wanted a tattoo by you, but I did my research. You still I like it? You. Huh? You still like it? It's my favorite tattoo. Uh. My Good head an- tattoo is my Good favorite. answer, dude. Well, no. My head tattoo, my face tattoo, and my side are, like, literally my favorite tattoos. And cool. when Bobby did my other side, that's my yeah. – that one – this one's my favorite for me being yeah. able to deal with that amount Food of pain. Food Yes. Yeah. The detail on – it's like yeah. there are reasons – this is my this is my personality. Yeah. A geisha lady where pulling her shirt down, showing her titty is my exact personality. <laughs> the other tattoos have reasons. I love that. They're dude. my favorite. When you told me you wanted a tattoo, I was like – Yeah. 
And then Bobby's is like the sheer amount. It just looks beautiful. It's, yeah. It's a food dog. It's a good style. display of uh, the artist Bobby is for sure. Yeah. Ex- yeah. And I'm glad that I He's have that. He's very meticulous. Yeah. And I'm glad I have that on my, because I see some yeah. of his tattoos, like people just come and get his stuff. I'm like, I'm glad I got something I know he probably enjoyed. Yeah. And it's kind of, and I wouldn't just go to anybody for that. I got tattooed by him before he started doing like all the yeah. mandalas and stuff when he was like still just doing traditional. And I love it. It's still a really awesome tattoo. But I wish I would have gotten something from him. I now, don't say this you know? enough. Bobby's my nicest tattooer I've ever met in my life still yeah. to this day. But it's like, and you're on that list too, so it works out. <laughs> no, you are though. Like you're like just genuine people. And yeah. all tattooers aren't like that. Tattooers are weird, man. I think the ego plays a lot in tattooers, man. They it let the ego the get, artist, especially though. with Instagram now, man. Yeah. It's like Instagram plays a lot on the ego. If you have. 20 plus thousand followers i feel like you yeah. you automatically feel like you have this like reputation to uphold or something you i'm know? like that and i think that's a personality thing too because i know people that are high but they can't talk to a person outside of a shop right right they're like no personality oh yeah you. i know all these people i know i know s- several people <laughs> that have more than you know let's say 20 30, followers on yeah. instagram and they're their online persona versus their in-person persona are totally different. You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm glad I knew them before that. You know what I mean? Because if I wouldn't have known that, I would have never. A lot of those people can't aren't able to break that threshold. There's a lot. You know of people, what I mean? Like even like I don't know if you watched Ink Master when Nate was on there. I had yeah. met him, and I was like, this TV show is portraying him in a weird ass. Right. Like right. it's weird that I saw him. But think about like, all the people who that was their first impression of him. That's what I hate. Yeah, because exactly. Because that is not him, and yeah. it's like. It's, he's super cool. He's super yeah. chill. He's quieter, and I don't. I'm like they added this because he's not gonna talk that much. <laughs> it's just it's crazy how stuff TV stuff is weird. And you could tell that they gave him stuff to say too. Yeah, and uh, you could tell when he was displeased about. Saying. I was like, do you know Chris Sparks? Chris Sparks. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. his. Uh, I liked his work, but I didn't know if he. Um, the show made him out to be something. I it was like. the same thing. It was like I know yeah. I know him, but I could tell that some of that stuff. It wasn't completely genuine from him. You know yeah, what I mean? and they were making people do stuff that they're not. I know his style. Right, I like right. his style. And they never let anybody shine on that show. Yeah. Even when it comes down to the both two and, like, when it comes down to one and one, they, they boiled it down. Yeah. They're still not, like, getting to do, like. Well, if you, your name is Chris Sparks, you should be doing Chris Sparks. Tattoo. If you're, like, they got you on a black and gray challenge, I'm like, it's all right. right. It's a good tattoo. It's just not, like, it's not Chris Sparks' tattoo. Right. It's like, it's. He probably would have never taken that tattoo out of shop. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it makes people, but the, you're, you got to do it's with Ink the general Master. public. Ink Master, yeah. you got to be able to do it all. Well, I turn them down, so it ain't. I ain't you know anybody that can do You know anybody that can do it all? Uh, Pull that mic closer. Anybody that can do it all, I don't believe in doing it all. You can do a lot of things. You good. don't know anybody though, huh? You don't know anybody. You follow Tim Beck. Tim Beck. You need to follow him, man. That dude. <laughs> I probably follow him. I just I don't. There's a. I have a weird aesthetic. Like I think, I think like people like the clean line, bold colors. I think tattoos should look like they are hand yeah. done. Yeah. That's why I gravitate towards traditional. It looks good on my skin type. It look, and a lot of customers I have, they're not aware of their skin type. Or they're not aware of what different styles. they like, I want this. I'm like, that's not what I do. And they're like, well, what do you mean? You do good tattoos. I'm like, that's true. Thank you. But it's like, this is like far, far realism. Those the best realistic tattoo I've ever seen in my life. And they want me to do it. I'm like, you don't even want to do an appointment. You want it right now. I'm like, this is not how this 
that's not how this goes. <laughs> yeah. And if you really want that done, you should actually find this artist because he's in Dallas. He's really close. Really close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's seven. And hours he's not away, as busy as you think. No, he is. <laughs> well, no. Even then, though, like people yeah. think, like if you want to, if you want if, that. First you of all, if you, have, if you have a flexible schedule, you can yeah. tell that artist that if they're like, "Hey, I'm booked six months out," and be like, "Okay, well, I'll, I'll go and make my appointment, but I'm flexible. So if anything falls out, you'll get in before you before your appointment." Yeah. Then. Chances are you'll get in before your appointment. I've never had an artist be like, except for one time, but like I've never felt like an artist just didn't want to do. Like I make time for what I want, what's important. I've called out a full shift at work to be like, I'm getting tattooed today. And you should. I hate that. I hate when people say, oh, no, I can't come out. I'm working. Now that I'm a tattooer, (laughs) it's more important that people don't realize. My customers, I feel like sometimes when they cancel, they don't realize. A girl called probably a couple weeks ago. She called me. She's like, I understand you're probably not going to get my deposit back, but I don't understand why you're mad. I literally came to work today. You have me sitting here. You didn't call me until two hours later. I was I drove from Galveston. If I'm that far from my shop, I came to sit for your appointment. I literally didn't make any money today. Right. And it's kind of like I didn't make money. money. Huh? I spent money. Yeah. You got to yeah. drive. From, but I wasted time when you could have just. It's like a courtesy text would have been fine. All right. It's like if you if this is important to you, just go follow through. If I feel like if you want to do something, I feel like people that that stand me up do way less of shit for less. I'm like, right. come, you're probably out drinking and having fun and doing weird shit, but you like it's like you're basically wasting my time that I can't get back. This is my livelihood. It should be. I feel like people should think it's more important than it. They don't think it's in, as important as it is. No, because tattooing is a commodity, but your life isn't. People think that I, I actually go home and go to sleep. I yeah. actually go home and stress out about drawings for days. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I draw at home. I want to play video games, but guess what? I got to draw a back piece. And it might take me. Uh, the first guy, Red Dagger, who wanted his deposit back, it was his first tattoo. He didn't, he, we explained it to him. He didn't understand how it was going. He let me draw it twice. He changed his idea twice. And he's like, I think I'm going to just get a tiger. I'm like, but this is so far from what you had told me you wanted. And he's like, well, I think I, I just, I'm being indecisive. This is my first tattoo. It's really important. I understand that. And he's like, well, can I just get my deposit back? And he did this on the phone. I was going to, if he would have came in person, I probably would have gave it back to him. But I told him, no, that's not how this works. He got, he um got angry with the, and then the shop girl and Ringo calmed him down by talking to him. This takes time. He's like, it couldn't have taken him more than 10 minutes to draw that sleeve. Mm. More than 10 minutes. So then he discredited my, my actual work. I'm like, you know what? You're not getting your deposit back. It is what it is. All right. Well, we're on a break, man. Uh, we'll come back and continue. We're often questioned if you are supposed to tip your tattoo artist. They're permanently drawing on your skin. What do you think? Tips are always welcome. We got mouths to feed. Speaking of... A word from our sponsors. Gotta pay some bills. We'll be back. All right. And we're back. Let's talk about this article I read, man. Yes. Uh, PETA is now on tattooing. And I was was always aware of, because like you told me before, I've had clients ask me about vegan ink. Mm Mm-hmm. Which uh, I didn't even know that existed until a client asked me about it. But yeah, um, black inks uh, specifically contain charred bones. Mm-hmm. That's how you get it black, you know. Uh, but supposedly it's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like our stencil paper. Yeah. Contains something that comes from wool hair. 
And but people aren't thinking of it in the right. It's cute to think that, oh, we're killing animals. Animals have souls. It's a cute notion. But our entire existence is built around eat or be eating, right. kill or be killed. Right. But it's not It's not even that they're t- – I have body jewelry and stuff like that. A lot of the companies – actually, almost all of the companies because PETA, com- like people like PETA exist uh-huh. or people that are willing to fight for animals' rights and stuff like that, the companies are having to cover their ass. They don't um, – So they're not selling bone anymore. No, no. They sell bone, but you got to think every creature on the, every, every creature born has to die. They're not using – real creatures to just kill like the the meat industry or the dairy they're using bones that actually are already dead you that, can't, are, like, that have already been killed from the meat industry. Well, no, it's like no, no. It's, <laughs> but also, honestly, like I mean, they're, they're not going out to nature and collecting these bones. No, no. Uh, they one are? tribe. I have, well, no, I'm saying for like inks and stuff. No, it, it's the same companies usually. They're yeah. um, they're using basically they're not just going to kill a deer for only its bones. Right, That's like right. a waste it's, of materials. Yeah, it's not and right. it's actually costs money to go get the do the hunting right. and stuff. You, it's more sustainable to just have byproducts of deers already made. No one's eating the right. Bones. They're all. They're. I agree. They're all made from byproducts. Yeah. But I think. I think their argument is that uh, it creates a need uh, for it. it. Well, the byproduct is still a byproduct of what they're fighting against. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It creates so, a need for more bones. But at, like I said, no matter what you do, Peter, the animals have to die. Should their bones go to waste if we need the material? It's like we still have to yeah. eat. We still uh, people. Well, their I, argument is we don't have to eat meat. That's an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Animals eat meat. It's, yeah, that's what I told you that earlier. If yeah. they could eat meat, they would. I understand. I people. There are people out there that believe animals don't have a soul. I have a daughter at home, aka my dog. I know that animals have personalities and soul. Mm-hmm. My dog is a she right. acts like a person sometimes. It's because I conditioned her, and she's just yeah. You know what own. she's thinking? She doesn't even speak English. Yeah, exactly. Right. When she does stuff, she weighs out her options. She's like a kid more yeah. than the animal to me. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I I completely am on board with like protecting animals and stuff like that. But we're not beating the animals. We like we have to eat. Right. The part I where. I thought about this a lot recently. And I started following this page where it's it's called Nature is Metal or something like mm-hmm. that. But anyways, it, it all it really shows is how things are handled in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the lion needs to eat, yeah. how it takes down a gazelle or, yes. you know what I'm saying? And it's brutal. It's so brutal. I mean, the way these, these animals die is horrific. I and this is in nature. Majestic. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. But their, PETA's argument is that the way we kill cows is inhumane. I saw a lot of videos on that. It is inhumane. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. But I've seen those because I was yeah. I was vegetarian for two years. Yeah. And it was because I saw a bunch of that stuff. I saw people beating pigs like but, they had a bad yeah. day. But that's you have to understand that that's a small percentage of what's really going exactly. on. Exactly. You know what you I mean? You have to be smart about There's it. always going to be people who, who don't do it right. You know what yeah. I mean? But most of them are just putting. Well, they have these guns where they put a bullet it's to their head. It's instant. Death. And I'm like, if that if that cow lived in nature, it would never have an instant death. But also, their now practices are trying to keep the animals longer. So at least they're living lives in nature. They probably wouldn't have survived as long. No, and they would have been eaten half alive by wolves. Uh, it depends on the area. But I mean, at what's what circumstance would a would a cow die instantly? If if humans got struck by lightning. If humans didn't domesticate cows, I can 
I think it can be theorized that they probably wouldn't, because cows don't run or do anything. No. They probably wouldn't exist. They'd be extinct by now. Ah, that's a good Most animals, because cows true. are, they're not dumb, but they're not going to run from, cows, the field can set on fire and cows aren't going to run from the fire. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I heard but, corn wouldn't exist right now if we didn't start farming it. And a lot of things wouldn't exist if we didn't do, the, but you have, yeah. the PETA's not trying to fight for that But that's part. another thing about it too. It's like, well, PETA's like, okay, well, animal cruelty, but they eat vegetables. Well, you have to fertilize these vegetables, and you have to build crop, like plow fields for to, to plant the crop. Right? You're running out insects. You're running out people aren't thinking squirrels about, and beavers. Yeah. You know, but people aren't thinking like also everyone's diet is different. Everyone's genes are different. Some cultures cannot. No, there are their argument is everybody can eat vegetables. It can, but it will drastically change what you your body shape stuff like that like your genetics yeah, like you all get lazy and dumb not even like you'd be healthy but like you wouldn't <laughs> i don't know you, you won't wouldn't be healthy get all, basically how my skin is bad if you don't eat red meat you can't get zinc and if i have yeah. acne i have a zinc deficiency right you can only get zinc it's few vegetables and it, usually when you boil them or anything it, that kills it. it's done yeah so red raw. meat fish any like meat byproducts is the only way to get these nutrients it's like Animals eat meat. What are you talking about? Like, it's it's natural. It's like, what are you... It's like, of course, we're doing it in a mass-productive pr- way, but it's it, you just have to deal. Yeah, we have... And I think... It's not an animal cruelty problem. It's a population to problem. To be completely honest, this veganism, all these movements and stuff like that, and on a personal level, I don't care what Facebook has to say. This is my personal opinion, but... It's a privileged thing. It's like yeah. there are people in third world countries that don't get a choice. They can't it even is have a privilege bread thing. You're and right. water. It's fucking crazy as fuck that you can you can be getting a thousand dollar tattoo. Do you have vegan ink? That's like the icing on a cake. Like you're already getting yeah, you're a beautiful tattoo. Yeah, a snob. It's you're pri- being a snob. It's, I even know I gotta call myself out sometimes. I'm like, bitch, you are too fucking privileged over here. Like the waiter is trying their hardest, and I'm worried about this shit wasn't hot enough. I'm like, right. this shit tastes awesome though. Oh, I do the shit. I do that shit all the time. So too, you man. gotta think about like at a certain point, Peter. I when I see a dog strapped to a fence, and it looks like it's never eaten before. That's a whole different thing. It's but a, yeah. For sure. You're attacking tattoo ink. Pigments have been made in the same way for millennia, not just yeah. 2018 millennia. But because 2018, we have privileges and social media and options. So people, I think the options are getting ahead. Because if I can have 80 different options, of course, I'm going to narrow it down to what I actually want. Yeah. But uh, Or what's the best? Not no, but people. If you're vegan, oh, if you're it, vegan, yeah, it you're doesn't choose, come yeah. down to what's the best. It's what fits your lifestyle, <laughs> and I think that's a privilege. It's actually an extreme lifestyle. It's a privilege. It's like saying I want to be a, a a Buddhist monk. You have to decide to be that lifestyle, and then you're really extreme about it. And, and then it, you probably have to go somewhere where it's accepted. You well, know what I mean? Like, like, we're, we're talking about Mason. He's he's partial vegan, so it's really hard to go with. I'm like Mason. I'm hungry when we're drunk, and he's like. They don't have vegan burgers. See, they don't have veggie burgers. I'm like, Mason, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat or you're going to die. I love you, Mason. No, I, it's like I feel crazy when I got to leave the group because two people are vegan. I'm like, because Zach, his roommate, is vegan too. I was like, I'm going to go eat. But it's just one time. But they went to House of Blues and they had like a decent veggie burger. But they eat cheese and stuff. So it's still not like right. not, there's different kinds of different levels of being vegan or vegetarian. Yeah, but I, don't, I, I would argue that there's no 100% level of being vegan. There isn't a hundred percent with the inks. Well, with everything. I mean, yeah. even if you're just eating plants, say you cut out cheese, you cut out dairy, you cut out eggs, cut out fish. Yeah. 
you're still contributing to animal cruelty. If you if you wear clothes or walk outside of yeah. your house or have a house at all, <laughs> yeah, you, there's no. It's like who way. do you think's plowing your fields? Like even in an organic field, there's a yeah. donkey being pulled that's doesn't want to be pulling a the smartphone yoke. that they type social media stuff is is oh, made yeah. with it's, animal products. It's made. It's gonna make. Uh, did you hear about the cell phone towers making birds extinct? A certain yeah. type of birds extinct? Yeah. So the chemicals in a phone alone, everything that takes to make an iPhone, there's something. To be things. a human, you have to kill an animal. <laughs> it's almost that point. You know what I mean? It's completely honest. And I'm, I'm, people can live how they want. I'm not one to be like, you got to do, I have tattoos on my face. I'm pretty sure people don't want me to live like that. But if you want to be a vegan, fine, but don't push my job. Don't say, yeah. oh, I can't get tattooed by you because you don't use vegan eeks. You, it, I feel like it's a privilege to be tattooed by someone. That's like I was saying earlier. Like I don't get tattooed by people that I personally won't like, or they can be the best artists in the world. If I don't vibe with you, I'm not getting tattooed by you. I think customers should get tattooed by. If, yeah. if you you're already a, making a sacrifice by getting tattooed, yeah. Whether it's the money you're spending, yeah. The pain you're going through, you know, the, basically the time you had to sacrifice. Exactly, it's already a weird experience. Don't make it crazier or harder on the artists, right? Because vegan inks. The thing about being a vegan is to be even healthy in America. Do you know, like, I love junk food, but just being healthy, having organic food costs a shit ton more. To right. be vegan, people capitalize on lifestyles like that because it's a smaller percentage. It's a smaller target Our audience. And since they're so extreme, they're willing to pay for it. So vegan inks would probably cost more. Vegan inks are like that livelihood would basically someone would start to capitalize on it. I'm not about to fall for it. Well, that. and then you got to think that, like, if you're a vegan, okay, so if I'm going to put my sh- my feet in the shoes of a vegan, and I'm like, I'm going to seek out somebody who has vegan ink. And be a good artist. And be a good artist. So that's already narrowed it down to like 1% of the tattoo artists. You know what I'm saying? So you find that person. What? How does it weigh on your morality that the second you leave that door, they're putting away all their vegan ink and they're pulling out the real shit for their next tattoo? There's, you know people, what I'm saying? Like you're not to, doing anything to yeah. stop. You know what I mean? You're not like yeah. It's I'm not a, a part of the fight. I'm you not know? bashing the vegan ink. My thing is like if you're really that concerned, don't get a tattoo. Because why even take the risk? Because at the end of the right. day, it's I a risk. Be, it's a risk every time. Of, at the end of the day, I can just tell you, oh, I have vegan ink, and take your money. Who you gonna yeah. check? You gonna pull out a DNA test on my ink? <laughs> it's like, yeah. what you gonna do? Yeah, you're just taking my word at the end of the day. Yeah, but you I did all like this research, and then it boils down to you just taking my word. There's sometimes when you blindly fight for a cause. Even in my personal life, I have blindly fought for. I'm like, what am I doing? You have to be able to pull yourself back and be like, this is extreme, because you can't even wear clothes without the dyes being made out of. Right. You know, even cotton. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have what well, cotton comes from a plant, but I'm just saying like wool or something but like still, that. But still the. There's an animal involved in harvesting that cotton. I guarantee it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that Basically. animal doesn't want to be there. Exactly. It's weird. And being in this age and being a black gay guy, I have like, I'm on the fence about things. Yeah. I was like, people will fight for animals, but won't fight for their human rights, won't fight for women, won't fight yeah. for fucking real shit that's affecting actual our species. Yeah. But you're going to fight for your cat. Go for it. But you want to <laughs> raise a focus about. Huh? You want to raise a ruckus about vegan ink? Well, it's know? like it's a it's distracting. I think. And yeah. it's like, I think PETA fucks it up for a lot of people who truly want to be vegetarian, man. But I'm glad they picked exists. a lot of the wrong fights. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm glad PETA exists for other reasons, but like they, you have to. You can't be a shotgun. You have to be a sniper. You have to right. pinpoint where right. you shoot. Right. And they're just 
sticking yeah. everything in the wall, hoping something will stick. You know, those they certain things will stick. It's PETA still. But well, like, exactly. Like we talked about before, there are people who really treat animals, yeah, badly. You know what I mean? And that needs to stop. You know, yeah, it's like you have to be careful about like putting everything on one thing. You have to exactly. be careful yeah. about that. And you have to be you have to be precise on calling these people out. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Because these people should be called out. If you're if you're a factory farmer and you're not treating your, you know, if your cattle is being raised in shit, yeah, that needs to stop. Usually you know what farmers I mean? are better with their animals. It's corporations that have secondary farmers yeah. that aren't paying real farmers that are doing it. Oh, sorry. You're running away from me, man. He told me. <laughs> I know. I do it to all my men. I'm sorry. I'm stuck. <laughs> Is what it is. See, now he's laughing at me. Just go. <laughs> Ask the next question. Oh, uh, next question, man. Uh, we got about a minute left, dude. So, uh, you got any plans for the future? Uh, be a better tattoo artist and yeah. stay out of trouble because I got a terrible mouth that gets me in trouble. It's what it is. Yeah, but you're a good dude. I, I think I, your clients know that. And people around you know that. I hope. Sometimes they be acting salty. I got to watch them. So yeah. I'll let them slide until they fuck up. I'll let it slide still. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way, man. I let people fuck up all around me all the time. But prob- probably because I fuck up around them all the time. No, <laughs> you know I feel I mean? like I'm, I agree people with the same energy that they greet me with. It's like I try to be genuine and I do the best I can. And if and I don't think people are like dodge, like jabbing at me. I feel like everyone's different. If we don't vibe or something bad happens, I feel like they're not doing me wrong. They're doing what's best for their life. Right. It may not work in my favor. Right. So, but I will cut you off for good. So you can try it if you want to. I just won't be hold a grudge forever. Oh yeah. Well, that's a good place to end it, man. You want to uh, let people know how to get in touch with you? You got an Instagram handle or anything? Yes. My name is Chuck Jones. My Instagram is Chuck Jones underscore tattoos. And I work at Red Dagger Tattoo Studio in Webster, the original location. And my cell phone is 409 354 3441. Thank yeah. you. Cell phone live. I know. Hit him up. Keep this man busy, y'all. Uh, I appreciate you for coming on, Chuck. Anytime. All right, brother. Follow KC and the artist of Bold and Brave Tattoo in League City at boldandbravetattoo.com and on Instagram, The Illustrated Conversation. Catch new episodes Monday nights at 8, a Vinyl Draft Radio production.